Welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa. And welcome to episode 2.11. Wow. 11 episodes of season two. This is great. I feel like we're back to where we started. We were recording episode 11. But now it's season two. Season two. I'm trying to think. This would be technically 71 episodes. Oh, God. Wow. Damn. We should probably start thinking about what we're going to do Wait, for. no! This is episode 70 because we ended season one on episode 59! <gasps> wow! Happy 70 episodes! Okay, so we got 30 episodes to figure out what we're going to do for oh, our 100. 100. Wow, 100 episodes of Keeping It Together is going to be a game changer. Yikes. Wow, more to come on that, y'all. There's like a lot of epiphanies happening right now. This is exciting! I remember when we started this. I never thought we would got, get this far me either honestly i know we didn't i mean we're here we have an amazing group of listeners we have an amazing studio here at gotham an amazing podcast community something that's you know let us be creative outside of work Mm -hmm. it's been great y'all damn happy 70 episodes i was gonna go into the segment of what's your struggle what's your struggle but i'm really happy right now this is exciting but with any high, there's always a low. There's always some lows. There's always some lows. Um, do you want to start it or do you want me to start? Hang on. I forgot my other struggle. You oh, okay. might need to start. I will start. Um, hmm. Well, I've recently started figure skating again, um, which has been really exciting. I've been trying to find like a different workout outlet. Not that I'm not like... For a while, I wasn't going to the gym just because it wasn't working with my schedule and was having issues. But I was also missing figure skating a lot. So I started skating and I've realized um, my body is not like it used to be when I used to skate. And it's a challenge for me because I have to basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to finish out my testing. So in figure skating, you have two different areas with U.S. figure skating. You have moves in the fields and you have free skate. Free skate is the programs you see on ice. That's what Olympians do. They have a short and a long program. Um, but to get to that level of free skate, free skate, you have to pass what's called moves in the field. It starts all the way in pre-preliminary and it goes all the way up to senior. Senior is the highest level in skating. Before I retired, I was in the process of testing out to be a senior um, to be senior level for moves in the field, which is a huge accomplishment in skating. So I'm in the process of um, getting coached, and my goal by 2022 is to be completely tested out. Is it's, that why we're going ice skating today after this? A little bit. <laughs> Any chance you know I what? can get to skate, I am right now. I'm excited because in our three years of friendship, I have not seen you ice skate once. Yeah, like, dude, I don't I know, know what it was. Whenever you had those competitions back in college, it was either they were too far away. They were all out when, of town. Or when I think you had something, though, at Ohio State. I did. And I missed it because I had some other obligation, but I know I wanted to be there. I, so I'm yeah. excited It'll to be see fun. you. I'm not excited for you to see me because I am very uncoordinated on the ice. <laughs> um, well, my the whole point of what my struggle has been is realizing that there are 
I have, I'm learning again. And it's hard because I've learned these moves before. Like right now I'm on my novice moves. Um, I was supposed to test them. I didn't. So now I'm relearning them again, but they've changed. That's the thing with us figure skating. And they love to do this. They love to cycle in and out new moves because they find them either harder. Um, they're either too hard for that level or too easy for that level. So they'll shuffle them around a little bit. Not a lot. Usually like one or two, or maybe they'll add one in that mm-hmm. they feel is a necessity to know at that certain point. And there are just some that I was never good at really before. Like I probably could have passed then. And now I'm like, it's hard. Like it's really hard to feel those things again. And I'm sore all the time. I'm sore all the time. Um, Well, yeah, you're using a lot of muscles that you really you haven't used in a while. People forget that figure skating is a full body sport. I mean, if your core is not tight in certain things. Oh, you gonna fall. If your arms are not straight, like. The, when you do moves in the fields test, one of the hardest parts is keeping your arms completely parallel. Upright, parallel, does not move from, like, I'm holding my arms up now from this position. So you can't use your arms for momentum in certain things. There's, like, one pattern in each level that I can use my arms. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because in every pattern, I want to move my use my arms. Um, so I'm I'm going through like a lot of learning curves right now. It's exciting and I'm excited to be skating again and I'm excited to test these moves and fingers crossed pass and get my gold pin. That's like the big thing you work up to is, mm-hmm. is to get that gold pin um, of senior. Is there like a but ceremony yeah. they give you the gold pin? No, you get it in the mail. It you? you get it in the mail. But we'll have a ceremony. We'll have a ceremony. I'll pin you in pin the me, apartment. Bitch. Pin me. Stick it um, right on. I remembered my struggle. What's your struggle? Did you have more to say? I feel like I cut you no, off. No, that's okay. really it. All right. So while we're recording, today is December 15th. So we're coming at you in the past. Time travel. Do, 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 do. <laughs> this is before Christmas. But, um, you know, this this past week, there were just like a lot of Christmas stuff because next weekend is like the big weekend. Everybody's going to, you know, go yeah. home, travel out of town. So I feel like since... Wednesday, mm-hmm. I've had something every night, whether it was like a dinner, yeah. whether it was like a Christmas party, it was something. Yeah, I feel and that. And my wallet is struggling and yeah. my body is struggling. Like, That's don't get me the wrong. holidays in general, though. Everybody struggles with money. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. My heart is very full that I, you know, had people want me to come to all this different yeah. stuff. But at the same exact time, like, holy crap, it's like all back to back to back. And I think like my wallet is that. crying. Because I had to say no that one night because I yeah. mentally and physically just couldn't do it. I get it. I get it. And I mean, um, as far as Christmas presents, I've I've gotten the Christmas presents for the fam. Um, as far as my friends I think here, I my fam. as far as my friends here in New York, because the what I what I want to get you guys I have to order it online. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait to order it so that it comes when we're back from Christmas because I don't want it to get here when we're gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but you're going to get your present after no, Christmas. No, that's fine. We talked with Kelsey about this, who was just on one of our most recent episodes. Um, I love gift exchanging after Christmas. I really do. I, that, with my friends. Then I don't have to stress about it beforehand. We can actually yeah. enjoy giving the gifts to each other. It's less stressful. Yeah. I think we were all planning on doing that anyway. So That's perfect. Lovely. I'm I'm really excited for like the idea that I have to get all my friends. It's all going to be similar gifts, Ooh. but it'll be good. Like it's like it's. Where you gonna get me? I'm a really big like get thoughtful me? person. I like that. So am I. So I know I know you'll like it because this your is something done. that you your gift is done. love. I'm excited for your gift. It's also something you love. I I'm always excited to give people. Is gifts. it a llama? No. <laughs> 
Could you be. already own Look a llama. Face. You already own a llama. I do. And Pablo's doing great, by the way. I recently heard back from um, his mom. The one that I bought it from. He's doing great. I'm getting a sweater really soon. I feel oh, like for listeners Pablo. who don't know, we're going so off topic and we're going on a tangent here, but it's okay. Um, I lived in Peru when I was in college. It was my study abroad program. I was there for about three and a half months. And towards the end of it, I kept joking with my host mom that I was going to buy a llama and bring it home. And I joked with like a lot of my friends. And then one day I decided to have a solo adventure in the city. Like everybody else either had trips going on or they just wanted to stay in. And I was like, you know what? I want a little solo adventure in the city. And I am just moseying around, like like minding my business. And I decided to go up in this village um, outside of the city limits because the market was really great. Um, The textiles and everything that you would want to buy from people who make um, woven baskets, purses, blankets. I really wanted a blanket while I was there. And I had heard that Chinchero is a great place to go to. So I went back to Chinchero. It's about 45 minutes away from the city center. So like a trek, you have to take a bus. I like hitchhiked my way back. Um, And I started talking with this woman and she was telling me how hard it's been for her selling her llama fur. A big um, income source for people is not only the women weaving like clothes, baskets, like touristy items. A lot of it is selling that llama fur. There are literally people who just they grow llamas, not harvest them. That's like the wrong word, but harvest their fur and take care of them um, so they can sell the fur. And she was telling me one of her llamas was having a, a hard time growing his fur. And I felt bad. And there's actually a program now. I was one of the people who helped start it um, where you can sponsor a llama and you are basically sending money to these women um, and their families to help with all of the support that they need to basically have a llama and feed them, take care of them, harvest the fur. It helps them with their tools. It helps them take care of them. And she comes up to me and she was like, do you want to buy my llama? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, do you want to buy him? I will send you a sweater every year if you give me 200 soles, which in like when it equates to um, five soles equals one U.S. dollar. So I'm literally paying. Did you pay like $40 for a llama? It's like 100 bucks a year. Okay. It's 100 bucks a year. I can't math, apparently. Um, I love giving back, but it's a cause that I love. And so I own Pablo. That is his name. Well, now people you own a llama. My picture is in her home. So that way when... Why did you name your llama the same name you named your parasite that you got when you were in Peru? There was like... Why did you do that? It wasn't... Well, Pablo was the name of the llama already. And I was like, it's only fitting that I had a parasite named Pablo. My llama's named Pablo. It's great. (laughs) The best part about Pablo was that we found out Pablo was a girl because Pablo got pregnant. Oh, Pabla. Pabla got pregnant with twin llamas, which is like really tough and had babies last year. And my babies are doing great. My grand llamas, as I call them. Um... So, yeah, that's the story of how I own a llama that has children. And my photo with this woman is in her house. So that way, when um, the various manufacturers come to her for llama fur, they know that an American is sponsoring it and it makes it more viable because they know that there's income coming in for these llamas to live in sustainable environments. What I do love about um, that industry and the way that it's kind of going towards, not the way that it's always been, is they're trying to make it more sustainable because the more sustainable it is, the more fur that llama is going to produce. 
um, the more the the longer life that llama is going to live for that family to have a steady source of income. Um, and it's all through a nonprofit, and that's what makes me really happy about doing it. Wow, look at you! I know. I actually didn't know that it was about a nonprofit. I was yeah, just so like... it was. It was started by a nonprofit up there. I had volunteered in it a couple times, and when I told them the story of this woman, she was like, "Why don't we make this a program?" That's amazing. Yeah. Are you trying to go back to Peru anytime soon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to go back. I really want to see my grand llamas, my grandbabies, as I call them. I want to see Pablo again. I I'll go see my with host you. family. I'm trying to go back in 2021. I don't know any Spanish. I that that's time. That I could take to learn Spanish. I'll teach you Quechua, which is still spoken in Cusco. That is actually one of my goals for 2020. Yeah. I like, I do legitimately want to learn Spanish. I just feel like it's, it would be very useful for me, especially being in New York. Like, I know a lot of people, they speak American here, but there are people who they speak american american i call, wow. I call it i call it a, wow that English. was you can't make this shit up people speak american listen <laughs> it's been a long week it english long whatever week. but you know i do have a lot of friends that they are bilingual they do speak spanish and yeah. you do call, go around the city and you do find a lot of people that mm-hmm. speak spanish and like oh, I, I use it at work i have you know, i have plans i have to, to work in spanish now I have I have plans, you know, go to um, Spanish speaking countries in the next year, and I just feel like it would just it would just be a useful tool to have because then also too that could open up more clientele for me. Yeah, if I know how to speak it, and I feel like I have a little bit of a baseline. You know, I took it three years in high school, so I can pick up on some words, and if I'm reading it, I can really pick up on some words. To be honest, when you're learning Spanish for the first time, it's all about memorization. Mm -hmm. As long as you can memorize how to conjugate a verb, knowing what the irregular verbs are, knowing common jargon, like you can really get by. And then the next part is obviously just practicing it. The more that you practice it, it doesn't matter if you're only practicing it like a little a day, once a day. I truly wholeheartedly believe to practice once a day. I started a new job. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be February 12th. Um, so I started a new job end of July of 2019. And I found a lot of other Spanish speakers in the office. And I literally forced them to speak Spanish with me. And they love it because we we can not just converse in Spanish, but we're working together in that. And that's something that I've always wanted. Can you imagine if our apartment gets to be mean, you can speak Spanish and Kelsey just knows Japanese. <laughs> she knows Chinese too. No, I'm sorry. Chinese. She knows Chinese. She also knows a little oh, Japanese. She knows, okay. She, she does. She knows both. She's, she's going to be like, what the hell? She's going to be like, what the hell is going on in this apartment? Um, wow. That was a big tangent before we get into today's topic. That was a fun tangent. Wow. Um, but speaking of, you know, you, you mentioned the date. So when this episode comes out, it's going to be February 12th. And you know what happens two days from February 12th? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. It's going to fall on a Friday this year. I know. I'm excited for it. Wow. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I keep hinting at Scott what I want to do. So I, I hope, hope I he have comes a boo through. by then. I hope he comes through with what I want. I literally have told him straight to his face. Josh Groban is going to be performing at Rockefeller Center. Or I'm not Rockefeller Center, at um, Radio City. And that's what I want. I want to go see Josh Groban at Radio City. I love Josh Groban. I have a very weird like connection to him. Like In figure skating, he was a great musician and made a lot of great songs for it. But he also has a lot of good love songs. Like I don't, I'm not very cheesy, but like with that, I'm super cheesy. 
I've told him like five different times, like, can you take me? Tickets are only 60 bucks. I don't care if they're nosebleed seats. Just take me. Man, I, I obviously I have some time to think about what I'm going to do. I mean, life could change by then. I might have a boo. I might not. Well, if we'll I have Galentine's Day. If I don't have a boo, I'm going to go out and look for one that night. Yeah, you I'm will. Gonna t- I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> well, we've been doing Galentine's Day for the last three years. That is true. I hope Montana has... That Valentine's Day party. Again. She, she has it every will. year. Yeah, one of our so, really good friends hosts a Valentine's Day, gets all the girls be, together. That'll be perfect. She can hold it that yeah. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a nice, nice little like brunch kind of deal. All the girls get together. We all drink. We all dress up and we just hang in an apartment and have a great time. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Um, but we've actually, the reason we were talking about this because we've realized we've never done a Valentine's Day episode um and i think it's one of those holidays everybody attributes to a hallmark holiday so i thought it would be yes. interesting to talk about the history with it talk about how different areas of the world that celebrated and kind of what it means um to us we've had some people i've personally talked to some people about it because i think it's a very arbitrated holiday um i have my own thoughts to it but we'll get to it um, but to start, I think it's important to talk about how it came to be, what the Feast of St. Valentine's Day used to be, um, and, and just get that backing before we talk about how it's evolved into what it is now. So we got some bullet points. Do you mm-hmm. want to, like, do one and I'll do one? Yeah, we'll trade off. Love it. There we like go. School. Um, so the holiday has a lot of origins back to Roman history, specifically with the festival of Lupercalia, which is held in mid-February. And it's a festival that celebrated the coming of spring, but primarily included fertility rites and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. And at the end of the fifth century, um, it was replaced with St. Valentine's Day. That's fine. A lottery for your boo. But it was like, women being auctioned off by men yeah that's terrible that's really it's t- fucking awful um that is terrible but a wow. lot of people forget that that's how valentine's day started it was literally a lottery for women jesus yeah damn it has a ton of and it's like sad because the his the the holiday has a lot of historical connections with religion and this was one of them that's wild mm-hmm. i mean when we think about the history of the earth women have been treated like like shit, shit for centuries um so i'm like not surprised. And I'm sure these nope. women that were auctioned off were probably like 13. Oh, you know it. I mean, they were Which, being auctioned off in their ugh. fertile years to have children. That's what it was in that time. You know what I realized? If you're born in mid-December, you know what your parents were doing on Ooh. Valentine's Day. Because I, I was reading this, and I was like, fertility rights. All right. So a lot of babies are coming into this or world November, in December. Really November, nine-month term. It's oh, November. yeah, that's right. What am I thinking? Thanksgiving November, babies. Sorry. Thanksgiving babies. Yeah. No, not my mom. I was born in July. So No. Your no! mom. And my dad. And maybe my mom. My uh, oh. Okay. Gross. All right. Gross. <laughs> Move along. Try not to think about what my grandparents were doing back gross, in the Gross, gross, gross. All right. There's a lot of religious l- legends that tie back to the history of the day. There were actually many martyrs in Christianity named Valentine. The day may have taken its name from a priest who was martyred about 270 CE by the Emperor Claudius II Gothicus. Wow. What, what a an, That's a mouthful. According to the legend, the priest signed a letter from your Valentine to his jailer's daughter, whom he had be, whom he had befriended and, by some accounts, healed from blindness. That was a big thing in Christianity. That's what people wanted. They wanted to heal the blind. 
witchcraft. Um, Basically. Other other accounts hold that it was St. Valentine of Tierney, a bishop for whom the holiday was named, though it is possible the two saints were actually one person. Another common legend states that St. Valentine defied defied the emperor's ordered Valentine Valentine whatever leave me alone defied the emperor's orders and secretly married couples to spare the husbands from war it is for this reason that that his feast day is associated with love Mm -hmm. how sweet this this is making sense we got fertility and we got marriage coming going on here yeah i mean those were two big things that tie back to religion and why certain things were celebrated was the union of people or procreation. That's a lot of what it was. Um, But obviously Valentine's Day has a huge presence with messages and cards and love letters and notes. Um, And it said that formal messages or Valentines appeared really in the 1500s. But by the late 1700s, during the Industrial Revolution, they were commercially printed as cards. And then the first commercial Valentine's was obviously in the U.S. Um, It was printed in the mid-1800s before hallmark and back then it was obviously depicted with cupid who is the roman god of love there's that tie back to roman history and to lubricalia um, along with hearts traditionally the seed of emotion it was also thought that the avian mating season begins in mid-february um, and birds became a huge symbol of the day such as like doves um love birds different things of that nature and then traditional gifts were often sought as candy, flowers, particularly red roses as a symbol of beauty and love. Um, because a lot of people forget back then that to be very – what's the word I'm looking for? Very wealthy in terms of food. Food was a big thing back in early Roman history. That, mean you were, that meant you were well-fed. You had a lot of money with you. You had a lot of power. You had a lot of stuff going on in your life. So chocolates were huge because they were such a sought after um, food. It wasn't cheap to get chocolate or candies, so to speak. It wasn't cheap at all. And you needed to have money to do that back then. And then obviously handpicking flowers for people was such a huge theme as well. You know what? I really like getting flowers. I do too. I will say that. Um, you know, I've gone on a couple dates before. Where like a guy is like brought like a f- like flowers or just a flower. It's actually kind of cuter when he like Cute. just brings like just the one. Love the one. Um, I think I've gotten flowers twice. No, I lie. I've gotten flowers three times from Scott. It's kind of like oh, I like I got the. I don't know. I just I really like flowers. I if anybody that. is no, listening, I lie. I've gotten it from more than him. I should give him more credit. If anybody's listening and wants to get me flower for Valentine's Day, what kind Day, of flowers you like, girl? I actually really like roses. I bought you flowers before. I love, I love red roses. Mm-hmm. You know what? You have buy you some flowers. On why? Day, why girl. did you buy me flowers before? You had a bad day. I bought you that little bouquet thing. It came in a little glass from Whole Foods. That's right. Yeah. Was was that this year? Th- this, this. You know who that was? I'll bleep it out, but it's fine. It was after everything with. Oh yeah. It's fine. No one will know who that name is because I'm going to bleep it out. You're going to bleep it out. Are you going just... to edit this whole segment out? No, I don't edit it out. I just bleep it out whenever I say. <laughs> he he got me a flower once. Ah, uh, he can go fuck himself. It was, it was a nice flower, but That's... he. Hello. If you're listening to this part of the show. It means one of us missed out. Somebody said something they really shouldn't have said. It could have been our guest. It could have been us. But it just happened. And you know what? Shit happens, and we move on from it, and we learn from it. And that is why we have pre-recorded messages to bleep out anything that we don't want to say on this show. Because we know that we're going to mess up. I mess up all the time. 
on a regular basis. I like expect myself to mess up now because sometimes you just get so into a moment in a show mm-hmm. and you just like you just go full force and then you're like ooh I shouldn't have said that <laughs> yeah well anyways back to our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> you gotta bleep that out too Jesus cause he gonna know that that was about he it he doesn't listen you don't know I look at who listens to us actually I can't see who listens to us he, I just um, look at who engages with us on social media I mean he, he, he still follows us on Instagram well that's fun so, I mean, I was a good friend, though. I bought you flowers and you were sad. Yeah, that, thank you. I always I, do that for I people. I feel it. like it brightens up somebody's day. You know, it's that unexpected gesture. <laughs> As everybody can tell at this point, 2019 was very hard for me romantically. It did not go well. It's okay. It really did not. Boys, 2019 was a hard year for everybody. Boys started out nice. And then they just like, we're like, yeah, I'm scared. Goodbye. I mean, I'll bleep this all out, but there was obviously who we just mentioned. Oh God! Then there was. Oh God! Then there was there was one other one. Was there another one? I had somebody from my past come back, which was fun, and I was like, "I'm in a relationship. Stop talking to me. I'm happy. Leave me alone." These men. I mean, those were like those were like the two big heartbreak ones. I mean, I've had men in my past show up this past year. Yeah, it's been um, weird. I remember when I went home for Thanksgiving, I went out with my friends and this guy who used to be into me back in college when I was at UNF, he's from my hometown, hit me up and tried to meet me at a bar and it was bizarre. I'm like, hey, like, I'm in a relationship, like leave me alone. I'm very content in my relationship and happy and loved. Don't talk to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, nah, those hometown boys. I mean, last time I was home, just, yeah. Just damn. Well, another good Happened. tangent. But back um, to kind of where we were at with this. So <laughs> we're going to have to bleep a lot of shit out. It's fine. This is um, going to be a great episode to listen back to. I love doing that shit. Um, but uh, one of the points I made earlier is that people consider this holiday a Hallmark holiday. Um, Hallmark actually offered the very first Valentine's Day card back in 1913 and began mass producing them in 1916. So people looked at this holiday from a advertising perspective and said, we can make a lot of money by advertising certain aspects of the history of it, by advertising love advertising marriage, advertising promise of a future together. That's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Around Valentine's Day. You'll see so many people get engaged. Makes me want to vomit. Hallmark is just like, they are the king of holidays. I will put it out there. They, they are like the king of holiday cards. Like they any capitalize holiday. on people's emotions. And that's great. Like, they're obviously, they took a market that wasn't even there before mm-hmm. or if it was it was more personalized it gave people the option to buy a card and have somebody else express their feelings that I they mean, couldn't put into words didn't they also create sweetest day what in october have you never heard of sweetest day in october no, no idea what that is sweetest day is is a holiday that occurs in october and it's obviously not very big cuz you haven't heard of it nope but it's basically just like another valentine's day like you hang out with your sweetheart I can't believe you've never heard of it. No, I've never heard of it. But I but I believe it was a Hallmark-created holiday, and that's why it's not mm. very popular. Because, I mean, you don't celebrate it, celebrate it in schools like you do like with Valentine's Day and like Christmas and like Thanksgiving well, and Easter. it's not as popular or capitalized on. Like You have to think like they're trying to make money off whatever these holidays mm-hmm. are. But my point being, they've really capitalized on the idea of people love love. 
people love love. I know that sounds weird, but they love the idea of being in love. They watch. They love to watch other people be in love. I mean, look at Hollywood. I mean, love is the closest thing that we have in in this world to magic. Yeah, like it is. It is literal magic because you know, love is not. It's not the easiest thing to find. Mm-mm. But when it's good and it happens, it fills you with just pure joy well that and it's been around for a really long time this isn't like a new concept in the last 300 years i mean i have some notes here just about some other historical references i mean shakespeare always spoke about it right i have like a little quote here from hamlet um that i think is really interesting and it says tomorrow is saint valentine's day all in the morning but time and i am made at your window to be your valentine then up he rose and donned his clothes and dupped the chamber door let in the maid that out of maid never departed more. Wow. 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 I said that really well. I was proud of myself. Um, but um, it's just this interesting thing that's been around for mm-hmm. years and years. I mean, Roman gods are about talk about it. Greek mythology talks about it. This uh-huh. is something that people have wanted and lusted for for thousands and thousands of years. You know, not just for the purpose of procreation, but for the purpose of companionship. Yeah. For the purpose of having those romantic connections with somebody physically and emotionally. I mean, we as a species, like, we are not created to be alone. No, we're not wolves. We are created to be with at least one other person. I know. And I mean, yeah, I mean, this has been around for so long. And there's cultures that celebrate it in very different ways. And I have a couple examples examples here I thought were interesting because it was stuff when I was researching this that I had never even heard of, of how other people celebrated it. Um, So for the first one, I brought up Latin American countries just because I personally have studied this. One of my degrees is in Latin American literatures and cultures. And one of obviously the most popular topics is around love and around relationships and marriages and um. In a lot of these countries, for example, Costa Rica, Mexico, and Puerto Rico, St. Valentine's Day is actually known as Dia de los Enamorados, which means the Day of the Lovers, or as Dia del Amor, or La Amistad, Day of Love and Friendship. Um, and it's super common for people to perform acts of appreciation for their friends, not just those that they're in romantic relationships with. And in Guatemala, it's actually known as Dia del Carino, which uh, means Affection Day. A lot of people use the term Carino for like their sweetheart. Um, the one that they have affection for and whatnot. But what I love is that it's not just about your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, your um, your marriage. It's about family and it's about friends. And that's what I love to do personally mm-hmm. is show appreciation and love for my friends because that love is also just as special as romantic love, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Oh, and it says here in Chinese, Valentine's Day is called Lover's Festival. The Chinese Valentine's Day is the... This is going to be good. Say it. I wanted to say that first bullet, so you had to say this word. Kiki. I don't know. It's Q-I-X-I. Q-I-X-I festival. Oh, my God. When Kelsey gets here, I'm going to ask her. She's going to know. Celebrated on the seventh day of the seventh month of the lunar calendar. It commemorates a day on which a legendary cow herder and weaving maid are allowed to be together. In Chinese culture, there is an older observance related to lovers called the Night of Sevens. According to legend, the cow, the coward star and the weaver maid star are normally separated by the Milky Way, but are not, but but are allowed to meet by crossing it on the seventh day of the seventh month of the Chinese calendar. Cute. Wow. wow. 
So cute. Um, the other example we have here is a very different one that I took because I thought it was really interesting. Um, and it's about Lebanon. Um, and it says here that St. Valentine is the patron saint for a large part of the Lebanese population. Couples take the opportunity of a Valentine's feast to exchange sweet words and gifts in proof of love. Sometimes gifts include boxes of chocolate, cupcakes, red roses, which are considered the emblem of sacrifice and passion. Um, and Lebanese people celebrate Valentine's Day in a different way in every city. For example, in Beirut, um, men take women out to dine and may buy them a gift. Many women are asked to marry on that day in Sudan. Valentine's Day is celebrated with the whole family, and it's more about a family love than a couple's love. Kind of going back on that whole idea of celebrating the love for all of those around you, not just those who are romantically in your life. My mom always did that, though. My mom always got Valentine's Day cards for me and my brother and would get us a little Valentine's Day gift. My mom's got me candies before. My dad has always sent me flowers or chocolate on Valentine's Day, and I think that's the cutest thing in the world. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. Even when I was at work. When I was at work last year, he sent me this chocolate. If you've never heard of it, it's called Norman Love Chocolate. It is a chocolatier in my hometown of Fort Myers. He is fabulous. You can order it online. We'll link it in our bio. And it's the best gourmet chocolate you'll ever have in your life. He is just an absolute wizard with his chocolate. There's one of my favorites. It's a peanut butter chocolate, but it's not hard peanut butter. Once you bite into it, it's really creamy. And it's oh, it's like heaven on a plate. He also makes a key lime chocolate, like, and it tastes just like key lime pie. Oh, my God. It's with white chocolate. It's to die for. You can order it online. You can get it shipped. They actually live across the street from my parents now, so now Damn. they give my parents this chocolate all the time. This sounds like Daffin's candy. Mm. So in Northeast Ohio slash, like, Pennsylvania, because where I'm from in Ohio, like, I'm literally on the border, there is this candy company called Daffin's. Ooh. And we'll Daffin's, in our bio as well. Daffin's has a chocolate like that where it's, mm. like, creamy in the middle. I used to have to sell the candy bars for stuff. Man, that, See, that, Norman, that's Norman Love chocolate. doesn't do candy bars, just like boxes of chocolates almost, but he also has gelato that go with the chocolate. And then every year, like every holiday, he'll have like different ones like Easter. He's got a little Easter bunny and it's filled with the, the filling that you would put in one of the chocolates. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so freaking good. I always associate a lot of holidays with food. This is like the one holiday I love because I can eat all the candy. You know, I'm like not like I like chocolate. But I'm not like a big craver of chocolate. Like that's not my favorite sweet thing. Mm. Um, I'm a big cinnamon sugar person. Nice. I like that. That's but good. On Valentine's Day, I will. I will. I will indulge in some chocolates. What would you say was your earliest memory of Valentine's Day? I would say because you know school, they, it's, I was going to say it's a big thing in schools when we'd make the Valentine's Day boxes because my mom would always like help me make a cool one. Like one year, I made a radio. Ooh. It was really cool, and you had to put it in where the tape would go. Oh, because this was like 2002 when people still used tapes. Um, people still use had radios. Oh my god! Now kids had just stream music, stream it all. If, if, baby. I, if I brought one of those things out, the kids would be like, "What the hell is that? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? What the um, hell?" But yeah, I would I would say that, and just like. You had to bring enough Valentines to give everybody in your class Valentine. Oh, yeah. And if you, you didn't have enough, that was messed up. And you always like had that special one for your crush. Mm-hmm. Always had one. <sighs> always had one. I won't mention his name, but I remember one year in the fourth grade, I gave a specific Valentine's to this boy, and he threw it in the trash can. It's okay, girl. I, I had my I set cried. of crushes back when I was in school and... Mm. 
since I was not very attractive back then. Me either. I'm still not attractive. These boys, they wrote me off. But now, now, and all my glory, because I just, I'm like wine. I just keep getting better with age. I keep getting better Um, with age for my personality. My looks, they're getting there. They're getting there. We're working on it. These, these boys that didn't give me the time of day Mm. back when we were in school are like, hey, Sabrina. And I'm like... I remember what you did to me back in third grade. I remember Don't all that shit. Get I out. I remember when you unscrewed chairs in my chair and I fell out of my chair. Yo, those kids are dicks. I want to punch kids them were in the face. Mean. But I think um, back on the memories, one of my earliest memories is Grandparents' Day was historically on Valentine's Day in my school and both my grandparents, grandmothers when they were still alive. Um, I think I was in like kindergarten or first grade and we made paper mache flowers and it was really cool and i got to Aww. put them on them it was my mom's mom and my dad's mom um and i actually recently found some old stuff i made with mimi my um my grandmother on my my dad's side my dad's mom she passed away um ironically um around valentine's day it was pretty it was pretty weird and like very and i have like a very different association with valentine's day now more like nostalgic with her um but i love that i still have those memories that i can hang on to her um and especially with her because i know the last couple years she always it was like a weird holiday for her because she secretly loved it but also would hate it outright Mm -hmm. um so i've been like trying to find like a lot of those to like just remember her and be nostalgic but yeah one of my first valentine's day was with her it was cute that's great, man. It was great. It was better than the Valentine's Day I got stood up on. Did I ever tell you that story? No. I was 15 and I got stood up on a date. This boy told me he was going to take me out. I was like sitting in the dining room because there was, you've been to my parents' house, you know, the mm-hmm. dining room with like all the windows right up at the front. Well, there's chairs in the corner. And so I was like sitting in one of the chairs waiting for the car to come because it was like I needed to unlock the door, but I was also excited. I was a 15-year-old girl. It was going to be one of my first dates. Like, I was super excited. My mom was really excited for me. And then he stood me up. And I remember my dad was so sweet. Like, he kind of saw what was happening because he was 30 minutes late. Then he was 45 minutes late. Then he was an hour late. When he was 45 minutes late, my dad left and went and bought me flowers and chocolate and my favorite ice cream because he didn't want me to sit there alone without any food. Oh my god. And he came back and he gave me all of that. And that's when my dad had a sex talk with me. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. That that took a turn. It took a turn. He was like, boys are gonna do this to you, Alyssa, and you can't give them what they want. And I was like, Dad, this is not the time. How old were you? I was fifteen. Oh my god. Which is like an appropriate age to have it, but not the appropriate time. I was sad. Let me be sad. It was messed up. I went from sad to scared to I'm just going to eat all this chocolate. Oh, I hadn't been stood up on Valentine's Day. However, I did once when I moved to New York. I was supposed to go on a Tinder date and I was supposed to meet this person at like. <gasps> I remember this. At like a bus stop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember this. You told me about this. And when I got there, I messaged them to like see where they were at. And after I messaged them, they like unmatched with me. <gasps> so I like I got stood up and I was like. Motherfuckers. Well, that's rude. Um, what what kind of hurts is that I think when I think about it, when I was waiting at that bus stop, there was a car of guys that passed by me. Bizarre. Um, and I think the guy was in that car. I think he saw me <gasps> and was like, "No." And I didn't think I looked bad back then. Jesus, I wasn't even that far 
It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was like it was only like two years ago. Damn. I think it looked pretty good back what then, but asshole. whatever. Fuck that. That's all right. Now that I think about it, he he looked like one of those like douchey boys. Like mm, you don't want to be with one of those guys. No, nah. Fuck that no. shit. It's whatever. Um. Well, before we kind of close out the show, the one thing I I do want to talk about is kind of our own opinions on this. Um. So I want to hear from you. Like, what are your thoughts on the holiday? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um. <laughs> I have like a love hate relationship with it. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of shitty to say, but it it is dependent on where I am with my love status. Mm. Um, oh God, when I think about last year, last year for Valentine's Day, um, you know, we we did do the Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. but I was like in a weird spot because I was pining after. Somebody who was kind of dragging me along. Say his name so I can bleep it out. <sighs> Say his name so I can bleep it out. It'll be funny. I was I was, I was pining after. <laughs> um, and I love so... it. I love this thing now, <laughs> guys. You don't understand how much I love editing and bleeping things out because <laughs> she's, she's y'all don't know what out. it's what we're saying and it's great. But um, you know, so like that that was a hard Valentine's Day. So I was like, it's like yes, I kind of have this person, but I really don't have this person. Mm. Um. But, you know, back when I was, like, in a relationship with and stuff like that, like, I would look forward to Valentine's Day because, you know. Yeah. We could. We do the thing. in a relationship, you yeah. know. So it's kind of like, I do, I do like this new thing going on with Valentine's Day where we get with the girls and we have Valentine's Day and we do the appreciation of friendship mm-hmm. and, like, that those kinds of things. But... Sometimes Valentine's Day is hard when you are single and depending on what kind of single you are. Because there are people who are single that have either just gone out of a relationship or there's mm-hmm. people who they're single and they're like kind of seeing somebody but nothing's yeah. happening. Like, Or you're the kind of single where you're like happy being single. You know, like everybody See, is in like a different state when it comes to being single, I guess. My, my two cents on the whole thing... I am a person, it's probably very uncharacteristic to me, but I love love. I'm one of those people. I'll never really show it that much, but I think it's cute. But there shouldn't be one designated day to show it. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I feel like I feel like it puts people on the spot to show it. It like and puts I hate, this pressure. I hate that people put pressure on those who are single or those who are even in relationships because there's a pressure when you're in a relationship too. The pressure is more when you're mm-hmm. in a relationship than when you're single. I used to love being single on Valentine's Day because I didn't have to do anything and there was no pressure for me. Now I'm like, fuck, what do I do with my boyfriend? Like, how am I going to... Oh, like, you know what you do with your boyfriend on Valentine's Day. Hey, 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 hey. This is a Bounce, family show. Wah, wah. It's not that much of a family show anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, obviously. But, like, do I get him a gift? Like, how do I show my appreciation? Like, I feel like I have to show him appreciation in some way. And I'm like, wait, but I do this all the time. I show him love and affection and care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it puts this unwanted pressure f- on me to feel like I need to put in a little extra effort on this specific day. Yeah. And that's just not how I roll. I don't like when people tell me what to do. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll get him a card. I'll get him a little something. We'll go to dinner. We'll call it a day. But I just don't like when people tell me what to do with a, with especially showing love and affection for somebody else. And I don't like that people put pressure on those who are single because I was that person. And people would always ask me, oh, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? And I'm like, nothing. I'm going to go home and... 
I'm going to go to bed or I'm going to go home and eat a pizza and drink some wine and watch a sappy movie because I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Like those are ideal ones for me, you know, because it's it's also about self-love and self-care as we've discussed before. It's important to love yourself before you can love other people. Yes. I used to do that in college. Like I would actually take Valentine's Day to myself and I loved it. I would take myself to a spa, get a facial, get a massage or just go get a pedicure or something to like treat myself and show myself some love. That's nice. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. You know, you have to take care of yourself before you can help take care of somebody else. A lot of people forget that. And it's important to remember about yourself on that day, too. It's not just about others. That is true. You know, that is true. I think it's cute. Well, I obviously, I mean, as we're recording right now, it's December. I still got like two months to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but we'll see. Fingers crossed that there may be a boo in the picture. But if Who not, cares if there's not? Girl, we can not, go to Great Jones Spa. It's an amazing spa here in New York. I'm going I'm to do what I want. We could go to Great Jones Spa and go to the wet room, which is just a bunch of hot tubs and pools. And you can bring booze and food. Hang with you gals. I like that. If you've never been to Great Jones Spa and you come to New York, it's one of the best spas in in the city, in my opinion. Shameless plug. Great massages. Great facials. The wet room is what they're known for. You can go in for like 60 bucks and bring in whatever food and alcohol that you want. And you just sit in robes and be bougie. And it's great. And there's saunas. So you can go have a sauna. It's amazing. It's great. Well, I think this is a good place to end this week's episode. It sure is. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Hope everybody has a wonderful day with friends and family and loved ones, but most importantly, with yourself. Love yourself. Yes, love yourself. Well, guys, once again, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 2.12. <laughs>